A long time. This is the third year that I'm doing this, where we, uh, Friday mornings, we tell the stories of the Rabbeim. Now it's a little bit tighter because the whole Seder is half an hour or so. Until you sit down, how much time is left, we'll see how this is going to work. In addition, I'm not really sure where I'm holding. I have notes here, but I don't know if I can trust my notes. So I'm going to start from where my notes say I'm holding, and then we'll find out where I'm holding. Al-Trebu was arrested twice. Al-Trebu was arrested twice. And the first time he was arrested right after Sukkot. He was arrested Isruchad. They came into Lojne Chalamoyed Sukkot. And the local police told them that they should wait till after Sukkot to bring in the Al-Trebu. And they took in the Al-Trebu Isruchad. And according to that Cheshman, Al-Trebu spent 53 days in jail until he was released on Yotes Kislev or Chof Kislev, as the story goes. The second arrest, in the base Rebbe, it said he was arrested also Isruchad, but it really apparently was based more on an assumption. If he was arrested the first time, Isruchad, Mestambo was arrested the second time. I have a friend who's a, a maven in these things, and he's also not a historian, radical type, who has to dafka rewrite history, you know what I'm saying? He's very balanced, who says that there's evidence that the second arrest, the Al-Tarebbe was arrested actually in the beginning of Kislev. In other words, the whole second arrest was not several months, but a few weeks. At some point in Kislev, I don't know the exact date, but in the beginning of Kislev, he was invited to come to Petrburg, and he was finished with that situation approximately Chanukah. Okay? So again, the second arrest, even though it says in the Beis Rebbe that it happened Isruchag, but apparently it was... It happened at a much later date. Sometime at the beginning of Kislev, the Rebbe was arrest, brought to Peterburg, and he was released a few weeks later. Now the big difference between the first arrest and the second arrest of the Alter Rebbe is that when the Alter Rebbe was arrested the first time, number one, the government didn't know who he was. And number two, the government did not know why they were arresting him. And I'll explain to you each one of those two. Numero uno, they didn't know who the Alter Rebbe was, so they treated him like a common criminal. They took him like you would take anybody. The second time around, when they realized who the Alter Rebbe is, his holiness and his intelligence and the Ikid, his power and his influence, how many Yidin saw him as their leader, so they were much more gentle, they were much more respectful the second time around. The first time they pushed it, took him away like a, like a criminal, in a black wagon which symbolized treason. The second time they took him, they invited him to come to Petterburg, and I think he went on his own. And um, he arrived in Petrovic, he was not put in a jail cell, like a prisoner. He was given a place to live in one of the uh, buildings of the government in Petrovic. And he was treated much more respectfully. But the number two is exactly the opposite. When they arrested him the first time, he was arrested based on a letter, several letters, written by an anonymous man named Hirsch Ben Baruch. To this day, nobody knows who Hirsch ben Baruch is. It's very interesting. You read the Rebbe's cross-examination. They ask him, does he know Hirsch ben Baruch? Does he know who put him in jail? So the Alter Rebbe lists every Hirsch that he knows and every ben Baruch that he knows. And he doesn't know Hirsch ben Baruch from Vilna. Somebody massed. He wrote two letters. One of those letters actually dated on Shuas. So Mustami wasn't such a big tzaddik. And the government took in the Alter Rebbe just in case. You know, it's not America, innocent till proven guilty. It's guilty till proven innocent. So, as a consequence, the Altarebbe's first arrest looked much worse. But it wasn't nearly as serious. The Misnagdim were involved in the second arrest. They were not involved in the first arrest, at least directly. In other words, 
Is it possible that a Misnagid wrote these letters using a fictitious name to get the Alter Rebbe taken? Yes. But the Misnagid did not show up in Petterburg to fight against the Alter Rebbe. Second time around, that's the Avigdir story. The famous Avigdir who became the Pinskero. And for those who do not know who Avigdir was, Avigdir was a very big lamb, was a very big Tamchon, a very big Gon. And the Baditchevev, the Helika Baditchevev was the Pinskero. The Blavi Yitzhak Baditch was the Rav in Pinsk. Pinsk was a very powerful Misnagdisha city, right? What was the most prominent Misnagdisha city then? Vilna, that's not even a question. Number two, Shklov. I don't think that's even a question. And there's Minsk and Pinsk. Pinsk was one of the strongest Mifzarim, uh, fortresses of Torah. And as a result, there was much more paranoia, much more fear against the Hasidim. And their Rav was a Hasidish Rebbe. But the Baditchever himself was a lion. He was a very powerful man. He was an incredible goen. And you couldn't just dispose of him. So Avigdor went Pachet on a campaign, on a slander campaign. And it's a long story. It took him a long time. And he Pachet kicked him out, physically kicked him out of Pinsk. And I told you the story in the past. The way he did it was he waited for the Baditchever to travel. And the Baditchever wasn't around. And he took his wife and his children and their belongings, put them on wagons, and shipped them out of town. And the Badish of Rebetzin wrote a letter to her husband, Aleim Haderech, I'm on the road, I was physically thrown out of town, Habrachmonis. So he became the Pinskerov, the Savigdir. Fast forward some 18 years or 17 years, depending on exactly when that Pinsk story happened, he represented the Misnagdin in Peterborough. Notrebo was taken the second time, he was taken based on a Mesida. With known, with known opposition. In other words, the people who put out the Rebbe in jail now identified themselves. Avigdir, he is called in the documents, Ben Chaim, Chaimovich. That's how they refer to people in, in, in the legal documents. The government transcripts of the case. Al Rebbe is called Barachovich, and he's called Chaimovich. That's what they're called. And he wrote the list of questions that Al Rebbe was asked. And Al Rebbe would say later that the first arrest looked much worse than the second arrest. But in fact, the second arrest was much, much worse than the first. Because the first time, it was the government asking questions, they weren't even sure what they were asking. And the second arrest, they asked them very tough questions. In the second arrest, they literally put his feet to the fire, and it was a sakonim. The issues were, I mean, the, the, what the Misnagdim really wanted, the Misnagdim wanted that the government of Russia should officially declare Chsidim another religion, which would have been terrible. And the Alter Rebbe's defense was that not only is not a different religion, we're practicing the religion correctly. They distorted it. They compromised it. They made it less. And in order to defend and protect their own diminishing of Yiddishkeit, you know, when you, when you, when you know, when somebody criticizes you and you cannot defend the criticism, so you attack them personally. This is Al-Tarebbe's defense. Al-Tarebbe had to explain all kinds of things about Hasidus. Um, he said of himself that during this arrest, there were things that he needed to do that Pushit involved Masidus Nefesh in order to be able to vindicate Hasidus. But uh, he won. He successfully he won. There was a lot of questions. One of the biggest issues was money and Eretzisrael, as you all know. The Ottoman Turks were not the friends of the Russians. Pasha jealousy. And they were, the Atrebo sending money to Eretzisrael to support the issue of Hasidim. By the way, the Misnagdim were doing exactly the same thing. 
So the Misnagdim claimed that Alter Rebbe said he wanted to throw because he's trying to collaborate with the Sultan of Turkey and that he would make him king over Israel if he would help him overthrow the Russian government, which was an absurd, it was an absurd accusation. But the Russians are not known to be, uh, shall we say, balanced. Paranoia is part of their basic constitution. So as a consequence, Alter Rebbe had to defend this. And in addition, the role of the Tain is that the Alter Rebbe is changing Yiddishkeit. He's reprioritizing Yiddishkeit. And the Alter Rebbe had to push explain what Chassidus is and what davening was. It's very interesting. I've told this to you many times. That we have now the original transcripts of the Alter Rebbe's arguments back and forth. And the Alter Rebbe himself, Alter Rebbe himself, explains what Chassidus is. And he explains what Chassidus is about and what is his purpose and what's wrong with the Misnagdim. And you're getting it mamish from the source. And in one word, what is Hasidis? Hasidis is Avelis Hatfila. Davening. This is the essence of Hasidis. So the Altarebbe spent, I, I would guess, three weeks. If we're going to accept the version that I suggested, that the second arrest did not happen after Sukkot. It happened in the beginning of Kislev. So he spent a few weeks, and he was released from prison the second time on Hanukkah, not on Yitesh Kislev. In some places it says he was released the third day of Hanukkah, which is Chavzayin Kislev. In other places it was released on the fifth day of Hanukkah, which is Chavtes Kislev. The Rebbe was asked about it, and the Rebbe said, Yesh loimar, inyin It's completely acceptable that on both of those days, the Alter Rebbe experienced stages in a Geula. In other words, you don't have to say it's one or the other and it's unsure. It could be both of them. In addition, we know that many Chassidim were arrested along with the Alter Rebbe. And there's some people who say that one of the dates was the day the Alter Rebbe himself was released from prison. And the other one is, say that this is the date that the Hasidim were released from prison. Now, the Yom Tev of Yitesh Kislev is Yitesh Kislev. Even though the Alter Rebbe was released from prison the second time on Hanukkah, the Maya of Yitesh Kislev is Yitesh Kislev, not Hanukkah. And the only way to explain it is because the Alter Rebbe saw the first liberation as the real Giyula. In other words, Lamayla Daltareb was vindicated in Kislev. The second arrest was sweeping up, you know, was Lamata. The Iker idea that Daltareb saw that Lamayla was a Kitru and that the Kitrik was removed was the first time around. And even though the second time around he had to go to jail, he had to go to Peterburg and it wasn't so easy and it was quite serious. But nevertheless, the second time around was not uh, spiritually that important. So the bottom line is, the Chaga Giyula, the Moyed of Yom Tov, Yitesh Kislev, is on Yitesh Kislev itself. And, I want to add, um, this is quite famous, and it's famous because the Rebbe made it famous, that there's a Sefer called Charles the Chuvus Menashamayim, written, I believe, by an Italian Go Arishin. And... As you guys had in the Maimir, yeah, it is as his name indicates. He used to write letters in halacha and put them under his pillow, and in the morning he would get answers. And the Rebbe Margolis, when he published the Sefer, wrote a whole Avdama about the question of Teda Leba Shemaimi. You know, we always say Teda Leba Shemaimi, people do not even know that Teda Leba Shemaimi is a machlekis tanoim. Rabbi Shua says Teda Leba Shemaimi, there are others who disagree. Right? And when the Gemara says, that Bishamaya Bishilal argued, and a Baskil came out of the heaven and said, Halacha Kabishilal, why do we cook the game that Taine said, Bishobanya says, Tedalai Bishamayimi, how could you pass him like Bishilal? And one of the answers is, we don't pass him like Bishobanya. 
So this fellow, this tradition of Yankiv, the Orleans, used to put Shalsus on this fellow. And he wrote a whole safe of Shalsus, Chulus, Menashemayim. One of the Chulus, which is about Mikveh, Mikveh Tahara, about Mikveh, with Phyllis Ezra, he writes that, uh, he writes the Chulus, and then he finishes, Hayyayim Yayim Gimel, Yutesh Kislev, today is Tuesday, Yutesh Kislev, Vuhu Yayim Besuda, it's a day for Besuda status. This was written 700 years ago, maybe even longer. So the Rebbe brings a raya from here to an idea that Hasidus always tells us. That real Yavim Taivim are first Lamayla and then Lamata. Superficial Yavim Taivim are Lamata, which is why after a certain amount of generations, they go away. Real Yavim Taivim that withstand this test of time that lasts forever, they're Lamayla. Pesach was Tezvav Nisim. From Sheshis, maybe Reishis Pesach was Tezvav Nisim. It was revealed in Beis Allah from Tachmem Ches. And the same is true with all the Mayadim. Yutas Kislev is a real Yomtif. In other words, Lamaile was a Yomtif. It would take generations for this Yomtif to be revealed. But 500 years or 450 years before the Altar ever lived, Hatnachin Gazok, Mamaila, Yem, Gimel, Nathra was released in prison on a Tuesday, who Yem says, Yutkislev became the Chagagiyul. And there's details here. One of the details is as follows Nathra was released from prison. And he made a Shtikl Surah Saydah the next year. Tafkuf Samach which would be 1800 or 1799, depending on the time of years. After that, made a shtikl, he said a maimer, which is printed now, it's called, I forgot the name of the maimer, but we have the maimer, we have the maimer, the Rebbe once repeated this maimer, but it was very, very low-key, it wasn't a big deal. And people were talking a bit surprised by the fact that the Alter Rebbe didn't make a bigger tzimis as Chagagiyulah. When he was arrested the second time, but Mishif Ashtanen, why the Alter Rebbe's first celebration of Geula was so underwhelming, because the Alter Rebbe appreciated that he's not finished. The real Chag Geula he made it is Kislev Tovkuf Samach Beis. The year after he was released from prison, the second time, which was already in Liadi. Alter Rebbe moved to Liadi at the end of Samach I'm going to get to that soon. And then he actually pushed it, invited Hasidim. He let them know right after Yom Tif that they could come and it's going to be a big celebration. After that made a huge sudden. A huge, huge sudden. Many, many Hasidim came. And uh, there was a Yid in Crown Heights. His name was Osher Sasonkin, Osher Batumel. He was a very Hasidic Sherid. He was by Sisa Shikal Alamdin also. His father was a God. His father was a Pshmerel Batumel, Pshmerel Darog. And he was the Shamish of 770. It was a very hard security. And uh, whenever they used to have official Fabrengans, he would speak. Whenever they had official Fabrengans, he would speak. And he spoke straight from the heart. Straight And he would tell the same stories over and over again. If you heard Asher Batumah speak once, you heard him speak a hundred times. And one of the stories that he would love to tell was that during this Sudha which happened in Samar Beis, I'm assuming, there were tables. Hasidim was sitting eating and drinking. And al Rebbe himself was walking around amongst the tables giving Rechaim to people. And he was saying, Yidin est und trink a grace and nesses getroffen. The Alter Rebbe was saying, Yidin eat and drink. A great miracle occurred. A grace and nesses getroffen. Now, we all understand that the Alter Rebbe saw his arrest and liberation as an Indian Ruchni. Right? The Alter Rebbe took his uh, being arrested and released as something which was not coming from the government of Russia, but something that was coming from Milo. 
Bechlal, everything that happens by a yid is mumayla. Especially things which happen by tzaddikim are mumayla. Allah has come by a nasi bi Yisrael. So the Alter Rebbe understood that this entire ordeal is a kitter. That's how he explained it. And as you know, when he was sitting in jail, he was physically visited by the Alter Rebbe, by the Bezat Shabbat, the Baal Shem And he asked them, Ma, why am I sitting in prison? And they told him because he's spreading too much chassidus. So he said to them, when I come out, I'll stop spreading so much chassidus. So they said, no, now that you started, you should increase. And that's what happened. Al-Tarebbe came out of jail and Hasidus Chabad really took off. And again, I cannot say this with certainty, but the Rebbe Rashab has a famous sikh, a very famous sikh on the Rebbe Rashab, with the skills of Tafkuf Samaches, where the Rebbe Rashab says, quote, Ich denk, ader ike yefutza manasech ha'chutza, ha'tzach ongehe b'noch peteburg. The true idea of yefutza manasech ha'chutza starts after peteburg. Peteburg is the code word for Al-Tarebbe's arrest. When they went to the Al-Tarebbe, Al-Tarebbe came out of jail. This is when there was the real um, hispashtus of Hasidus. What that means, in other words, is as follows. Hasidus Chabad is a fusion of opposites. Hasidus Chabad is godliness in seichel, in intellect. Polish Hasidus is godliness in faith or godliness in the heart. But the fusion of godliness and the mind is a very difficult fusion, a very difficult mix. And that's what Hasidus Chabad is. It's a fusion of Elokus and Seichel. This was the Alter Rebbe's lifetime achievement. In other words, the greatest thing the Alter Rebbe did was not write the Shokhamara, not write the Siddur, not make all the Takanas to Menhagim. The Alter Rebbe's number one achievement in his life was the creation of, um, of Hasidus Chabad. This is what he dedicated his life to. This is what he had to accomplish, what he did. And Hasidus Chabad is exactly this, that in Chochmo Bina Vadas, you can learn and understand Alakus, but by learning and understanding Hasidus Chabad, you don't just understand Alakus, you become connected to Alakus. And this process happened over the course of 40 years. In other words, Al-Trebi started off with Alakus. <laughs> we start off with Seichel and we end up in a cesspool. Al-Trebi started off with Alakus and he brought it down to Seichel. So the Rebbe Rashab says the full, full integrating of Hasidus and Seichel begins after Petr. And you see it clearly in the Maimorim. I'll tell you about my which are printed now, most of them. The earlier Maimorim are much shorter, and they're much more esoteric, they're much more Kabbalistic. The later Maimorim are much more elaborate, and they're much more Seichelic. You can understand them much, much better. Okay, so now, um, let me sort of set up what we're going to do next week. This is, I was sort of trying to bring us into where I'm holding in the storytelling so I don't know if exactly I went slow enough is the next conversation we need to have is the story of al transference from Liyazna to Liyadi remember al lived in Liyazna he was born in Liyazna he grew up in Liyazna he left Liyazna and he came back to Liyazna he left Liyazna a second time and came back a second time and he was very loyal to Lajna even though it was a small city and a poor city and they couldn't afford him, but Al-Tarebbe had a Hakaras Atev to them. He moved away from Liyazna and relocated to Liadi because he was forced. He had no choice. This is the only way he was able to get out of uh, Peteburg. So we'll discuss this next time. And there's one other thing I want to remember to talk about, which is the, the Al-Tarebbe, when he was released from prison, there were a number of negotiations. And one of the negotiations involved that he would go and meet three Misnagdash of 
and talk to them and so to speak debate them and the Altarebbe went and met three G'daylim and the, the details of the story are very difficult to recall you have to have a safer in front of you but you could as he met these three G'daylim and each one of them made an incredible impression one of them it says that when he showed up in town the children started throwing rocks at the Altarebbe this God will be Israel. he hadn't even spoken to the Altarebbe he just saw him and he started to scream that they shouldn't just saw the Alter Rebbe and he told the children, whoever it was, that they should. I'm a with fire. Okay, we'll do this next time in Mitzvah.